This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Drilled to center field and deep. Back out of the seat. To the track. To the wall. It's gone! Kevin Longoria with a two-run home run to straightaway center, and he gives the Rays a 6-4 lead here in the ninth. Coming up, we'll recap the action from this past week, take a look around Major League Baseball, and sit down for in-depth interviews with the biggest names in the game. The 2-2 now. Check swing on the slider. Strike three. Chris Archer jumps off the mound and bounces his way to the dugout. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Hi, everybody. Good morning and welcome to our show this week. We'll hear from Chase Whitley and Johnny Ventures about their returns from Tommy John surgery. And we'll also review the Major League Baseball draft and hear from the top two picks this year of the Rays. As we continue in this week in Rays baseball, I'm Neil Solons. The Rays, as we mentioned, had the Major League Baseball draft this week and for a second straight year had the 13th selection. And for a second consecutive year, they also took a high school standout. Joshua Lowe is a left-hand hitting third baseman from the state of Georgia, and I had a chance to speak with him shortly after the race chose him. First of all, thank you very much to an awesome organization for taking me, but also thank you to uh, my parents, um, my family, and everybody else who's helped me through this process, my high school coaches, my agent, and uh, my Lord and Savior. But uh, it was definitely a little nerve-wracking through everything, but um, watching everybody kind of pass over your name is a little uh you get a little more tense each, with each pick but uh i kind of had a feeling when the race came up that i would stop there and i'm just beyond beyond words for how excited i am to be in this organization it's a, it's a blessing before we get to you not being as surprised that the race selected you who did you kind of celebrate this night with um i know your brother nathaniel is playing in the upcoming super regional right um well i have about 40 friends over and 55 to 60 family friends over and uh, my my extended my family is all here so my house is pretty packed right now I'm out in the backyard by myself so give me how, how did it go did you get a phone call first did they see it on TV uh, what was the reaction like around pick 11 we got a phone call um, and then we kind of had an idea what was going on came back inside Red Sox did their pick and then the Rays were up and um yeah, my name called was the biggest baseball achievement that's happened in my life so far. Well, glad it was so enjoyable for you and your family. You said you weren't surprised. You worked out with the ball club a couple days prior. What was that workout like, and 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 how much do you think that played a factor in the race picking you? Um, I think it helped me, for sure, uh, coming down to the drop and showing off, per se, for what I can do, uh, hitting some balls out of the, out of the the playing field and watching them pretty far into right field and center field. Also, I know Logan Precise was doing a rehab assignment and hitting off live batters, so I was out in center field at the time. And he hit a line drive in the center low line, and I ran in and dove and caught it. So uh, definitely did everything that I could have and showed them what what's to come in the future. You come from a baseball family. We mentioned your brothers in the Super Regional. 
and your father was drafted originally in the 80s. So what ignited your passion for the game of baseball? Obviously, you come from a family where I wouldn't say it's in your blood, but maybe a little bit is. Um, I just say, for me, when I started to focus on baseball, I realized that this is this is what I love to do, and it became a passion for me. Um, I'm just just super excited, kind of kind of a lack of words for for stuff tonight. But that's when I was younger. I realized that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. How much this process did it help that your brother is a collegiate player? Your dad has been drafted before. Uh, that you had people around you who've kind of been through the process a little bit, right? Um, I would say that they all had some wise words for sure. Uh, my agent as well. He had a lot of a lot of things they going through this process with guys like Francisco Lindor. Um, they've all helped out like, a large amount. And for you, you were a two way player in high school. You were a right, standout pitcher, and you're also a position player. Which one do you like more, and why? I like hitting more just because I think I can help the team win uh, more with my bat. Um, definitely think that, that I'm more of a threat when I'm in the batter's box and playing the bat than I am when I'm on the mound. And I think that's what the organization sees in me, and that's what I think I'm going to do here very well. And I, mean, I know I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can every time I step in the batter's box or in the cage or anything to be the best player on the field. I know they drafted you as a third baseman. Have you moved around a lot? I know some would say that you're Not also... Pretty good outfielder too. Um, I wouldn't say I've moved around a whole lot, but third base has been kind of comfortable to me, and I have been in center field a little bit. But third base is the majority. How quick do you want to move along? I know you were committed to play collegiate ball at Florida State, so you already had kind of a, a connection to Florida. Right. Um, well, I think for me, uh, a logical or not logical, but realistic would be three years, and I'm in the big leagues. Um, I know each off season I'm going to train and work out Francisco and guys like that. Um, Francisco Lindor, and I'm going to get after it with my brother as well, and uh, I'm going to work to be the best player that there is to ever step on the baseball field and get to the big leagues as fast as possible to help that team win. And the other thing I was curious, how fast do you at least want to get the career started? Because, you know, you do have, I mean, it is technically a decision to make. How quickly do you hope to get the negotiations moving? I'm not really that sure at this time, but when it the time will be right for me. when we do decide to start this process. Well, best of luck. Enjoy this uh, this weekend. I know your brother's playing in a super regional, and uh, hopefully we see you part of the Rays organization very soon. All right. Thank you very much. And that is the Rays' first-round pick, Joshua Lowe. Now, the second-round selection, Ryan Bolt, was a college player at the University of Nebraska, where former major leaguer Darren Ersted is his head coach. And I asked Bolt what his draft day experience was like. Yeah, just my, just my family and my, my parents and siblings. Um, were, were with me. Were with me the other, the other night, and uh, it was obviously a little different situation uh, than than out of high school. Was um, as I was injured in high school, and um, obviously uh, went all the way down to the twenty second round. So uh, it was obviously a different situation. Uh, I just couldn't be more excited to hear my name called by the Rays. I know in reading before that injury to uh, to your meniscus um, as a high school senior, you probably. Might have been drafted in the second round or even the first. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. Did it kind of make all the extra work that you put in worth it in your whole experience at Nebraska? Oh, 100%. Um, I would have taken a really special opportunity for me to forego uh, going, to, going to Nebraska. And um, I have no regrets in, in my decision going to Nebraska out of high school. And, um, I'm a lot better person and I think a lot better player because of it. 
You mentioned coaching. Uh, you learned from Darren Erstad, a very successful major league outfielder, as he's the head coach of the University of Nebraska. So tell me how your game has grown as an outfielder under him. Yeah, um, I um, it's it's grown it's grown a lot. I wasn't playing outfield a whole lot um, in high school, so once I once I moved out there, uh, once I got to Nebraska, there was a lot for me to learn. Uh, and I just kind of used my athleticism right away, just try to run under balls and stuff like that. But but learning from a major leaguer uh, like Coach Erstad, uh just the just the little tips that I get here and there from from hearing him and um, getting getting good jumps on balls and good routes uh, has definitely helped me out a lot defensively. You know, I read some of the quotes that he had about you uh, before you were picked, and he told me how well you carry yourself, uh, you know, when you were going through good times and bad. How much of that do you think is an important part of your game and why you were successful for three years at Nebraska? Yeah, it's, it's a big part. Uh, I mean, you can't I just try to even keel whether I go for five or five for five the night before. So uh, you always got to come to the bar, ballpark with a new mind and, uh, the same energy as, as you did the night before. What did it mean to be drafted specifically by the Rays? I don't know how much you knew about them going into the situation, but obviously they've got one of the best defensive outfielders in the game, albeit on the DL currently in Kevin Kiermaier. Yeah, um, obviously it's a great uh, great organization, and I'm obviously really excited to be a part of it. Um, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the opportunity that they gave me and uh, to just run with it. Some of our fans may have read about your story. I know it happened way back uh, when you were 10 or 11 that you had to switch arms in terms of which one you threw. Can you kind of tell that story a little bit, and how do you think it's helped make you into the person you are today? Yeah, growing up, I was always a left-handed thrower. Um, I, was, I was mostly a pitcher at that point, and uh, I think when I was 10 years old, I, I uh, threw a ball in from the outfield and uh, hit a crack in my elbow, and uh, I just uh, figured out that it was, I just fractured my, my radio head in my, in my left elbow, and I went to the doctor, and uh, I just said I probably couldn't throw that arm anymore, so I just kind of took it by myself with the help of, help of my brother to, to learn how to throw that hand. A whole year to kind of uh, get that underway, and I uh, just to feel comfortable throwing right-handed, and um, it, should, it taught me a lot just to, um, you know, you have to you have to go through th- some things in life that may be difficult, but um, at the end, it, it makes you a better person, and uh more of a more of a competitor and uh, you get a lot of heart from it so uh, I've learned a lot from that injury and it's made me a better person today and a better baseball player how would you describe yourself right now as a baseball player what are your strengths and where do you want to grow when you get started professionally yeah um, obviously I want to I want to grow in, in all aspects of my game but I feel like I've used my athletic ability in the outfield to, to chase down some balls pretty well so uh, just um, and all, all aspects of my game, obviously, I'm looking to, looking to get better in each of them. So um, I'm excited to, to start that journey and see where it takes me. And that is Ryan Bolt, the race second-round pick in this year's Major League Baseball draft. He scored 48 runs. He stole 20 bases in 59 games this season at Nebraska. Now, this past Friday, a former first-round pick and local product, Lance McCullers, came back to the Trop to pitch for the second time as a major leaguer. I asked Lance McCullers what it's like to pitch this close to home. I think it'd be a little different if I was if it was like you know in the heart of Tampa. I mean, you know, right here in St. Pete, so it's a, it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw I saw him before the game. You know, watched me warm up or whatnot. But I mean, like I said, once you go out there, you just gotta go out there. This is draft week, so I was kind of curious if you could reflect on what draft day was like for you and what it meant when you first were drafted. Uh, draft day for me was a little up and down experience. You know, just the whole kind of the kind of ride of it. I mean. Uh, you know, it kind of, it kind of is what it is, or 
at, at this point. But you know, I was lucky enough to go to a team you know that really valued me and um, you know kind of understood where my career was going to go. So you know, I was happy where I ended up. In your first year that you were in the major leagues with this team, you got to the playoffs. What was that experience like, and is it hard to kind of appreciate getting so much so quickly in that regard? I think so. I mean, I think you come up right away from a, a team that had been having struggles in the past, and you find some success in your, your first year um, team-wise, not, not individually. Um, you know, and, 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 and you guys play well and go to the postseason, and, you know, we're five outs away from, you know, advancing to the ALCS. And, uh, you know, I think the, the early struggles we've had this year puts it a little bit more into perspective, kind of lets you know that, you know, those things are, uh, are, pretty, are pretty special. I know you're healthy now, but you started the year on the DL. What did you learn from that? Because I'm guessing this is the first time, at least at the professional level, you've had to deal with that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't learn too much, but we were pretty focused on just getting me back as quick as we could. Um, I've learned that coming off the DL, it takes a little while to get back in the groove of things. I'm still kind of doing that here in my, you know, fifth or sixth start, so. I know you've got a tremendous amount of ability. Obviously, you've shown that at the big league level. Where are the areas that you want to grow the most as a major league pitcher? Uh, if, let's say we're chatting a few years from now. I don't know. I'm, it's kind of the way I, you know, I view the game in certain situations maybe. Uh, the way you know, I, I was always looking to you know, prepare better, you know, get in that routine, you know, find what works for you. And that only comes with time. You know, I have a couple opportunities in the last couple games where I could have saved myself and the team a, a, a lot of a lot of extra runs and extra pitches, and I haven't been able to do that. So I'm looking to kind of clean that up. What is the greatest strength you have right now that you think is going to carry you to the success? I know you're looking forward to overall. I think the my belief in myself and uh, you know the the drive that I have to you know be as you know as good as I can be. I mean, no one knows how great you know one individual can be. Um, you know, you just got to kind of go out there and roll the dices and. I think I do that, and I think that'll you know lead to you know future success. You're fortunate that you're on a staff that has a Cy Young Award winner in Dallas. What have you learned from him about him that you think are going to help you going forward in your career? Uh, how to be a pro? I mean, Dallas, you know, he's it's one of the you know you know best guys you know you you can learn from as far as off the field, on the field, how to prepare, how how to approach the game. You know what what a Cy Young season looks like. I mean, he had one of the best seasons. And recent memory last year, I mean, his numbers were unbelievable. So, um, you know, just, just, you know, try to try to watch and learn more than, you know, more than good. And that is Lance McCullers, who Friday faced the team he grew up watching. Now, earlier in the segment, we heard from the top two picks for the Rays, Joshua Lowe and Ryan Boltz. And joining us now, the Rays director of amateur scouting, Rob Metzler. And, Rob, your first year in this specific role, was it any more draining the past three days than, let's say, it had been prior? It's always been a draining experience, Neil, but but probably just having the a little bit more weight of the responsibility. It, it was a nice night's sleep I had last night. I, I woke up refreshed and ready to to to, to tackle uh, getting all these guys signed and, and out and playing. But it, uh, yeah, I would say it, it was a bit more draining. How different was it being in the di- being in the the one chair, I guess, versus one A, so to speak? Well, people, a few people have asked me that this week, and I would say for the past. You know, ten months. You know, it's been. Hey, you know, we're we're out scouting amateurs with our teammates, with with the scouts around around the country, and it's been. It hasn't felt that different. And then, as it came down to make final decisions and being a in a leadership role and making those decisions, the the weight of it was was a little bit larger, and the night's sleep were a little bit more restless. But uh, but I think you lean on your teammates, lean lean on the good people we have in the organization, and at the end of it, we felt really comfortable with with both the process and the results we had. In terms of the process, take us inside a little bit. 
as you're wrapping up day three, are you also starting the process of trying to get guys signed and ready to play? How does that all work? Most fans probably have no idea what that's like. It happens very quickly. So, you know, short seasons, uh, short season clubs, they're going to get underway very shortly. And, and getting guys, you know, every everybody before they get to play, they need to sign a contract and get a physical first and then sign a contract. And, and uh, so the logistics of 41 draft picks, they won't all sign immediately. But, you know, in, in the next, you know, by the middle of July, we hope to have a large percentage of them signed. And the logistics of making that happen with physicals, you know, negotiations, uh, it's it's a challenge. So, but again, we have we have good teammates. You know, Tim Stagel and Sammy Byerly in the office are, are very helpful in coordinating everything. And and our medical staff, led by Joe Benj, they, they uh, they're really really professional and 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 make things happen. So again, I can get a little bit more sleep. Big picture, give me an idea of what you thought overall of what you guys have added from this year's draft, what you like about the the group. We were very pleased. We were very pleased. We were able to add some some athletic position players at the top of the draft that w- with with tools that we think have a chance to impact the organization and eventually the the big league club and we were able to add a lot of good looking pitching prospects in in the following rounds you know b- between Austin Franklin and Easton McGee and Mikey York you know and, and so on and so on I could could list them all we were very excited to add all of those arms starter ingredients you know stuff ability to use that stuff it, you know so to be able to balance you know the mix of those position players with the pitchers we we it was a very good outcome for us. Since you brought up the group of the pitchers, I look at, you know, by the numbers, it seems like there's a little more size to that group. I mean, you've been, you guys have, have done some different things. I mean, you had a Jeremy Hellickson. You had Jamie Schultz is a guy on the rise who's uh, obviously not as, as tall in stature. I saw a lot more guys, let's say, in that 6'2 to 6'7 range among the starting pitchers you drafted. Was that by design or the way it happened? I think just the way it happened. Uh, if I think just the way it happened, there were probably, you know, I think kind of in the sliding doors of the draft, you know, you, you never know what's going to be available when you pick, and there are probably scenarios where we could have added pitchers or position players in those spots that weren't quite as large, but we were happy to have some large guys. <laughs> you know, it's a, if, if, you know, when in doubt, if, if it's a choice of adding a 6'1 guy or a 6'4 guy, you, you'd add the 6'4 guy. It's just a matter of how much are you giving up something in now stuff or projection of stuff or, you know, other ingredients that uh, you know that that's what we weigh and we balance and that's why we have tons of perspectives in the room and that's why we have tons of ways to look at it. So, uh, so, but to, long story short, it's the way it happened that those were the best guys on the board when it came to our time to pick. Rob Metzler with us, our director of amateur scouting for the Tampa Bay Rays. We heard from the top two picks in the draft earlier, um, Joshua Lowe and Ryan Bolt. What impressed you individually about each of them? Give us a thumbnail. Josh. Joshua is, is, you know, he's large, he's athletic, he has a powerful left-handed swing, he's a tremendous, tremendous kid uh, from a great family, and we, we were able to, uh, it, you know, it, it was, you know, a really good result for us to, to be able to add to him, him to the organization. We just, again, we, we, we felt whole package, it was, it was a very good, very good outcome for us in the first round. Well, hopefully the outcome going forward is good with signing these guys. Uh, I would assume that's your next role. Yes, yes. So we will. Uh, we're going to work aggressively this week and in the coming weeks to to get as many of these guys in, to uh, to get their physicals and get them signed up. You know, as soon as possible. Congratulations on getting year one done. I guess the easy part. You got the draft out of the way. Now get them on the board and see how quick you can get them to the big leagues. You got it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
Again, that's Rob Metzler, Director of Amateur Scouting for the Rays. Before we continue, let's pause for station identification on the Rays Baseball Network. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio. This one's on its way. Thank God! 620 WDAE St. Petersburg and 95.3 FM, home of the Rays. We can race baseball. We'll come back with Chase Whitley, see how he's doing, and his comeback from Tommy John surgery right after this on the Race Baseball Network. We continue on this week in race baseball, and one of our featured guests this week is Chase Whitley. Chase, first of all, welcome to our show. As you come back from Tommy John surgery, we're looking forward to seeing you on the mound. But since this was draft week, I was kind of curious if you could remember back to when you were drafted originally by the Yankees out of Troy. Yeah, uh, 2010. Uh I went into the the year not not expecting much. I mean, I never even really followed the draft that that much, and I uh, uh, started pitching pretty well. And I was hoping to really get drafted as a hitter, and that didn't work out. But uh, um, yeah, I had a really pretty good year. And then me and my uh, me and my buddy were actually watching the draft, and name popped up, and you know, we was like, "Who drafted me?" I didn't even know, you know. And it was the Yankees, and then we. You know, we, we hugged it out, and then I was on my way. I went home, drove home three hours, and celebrated with my fa- with my family. Certainly a different way that, that a lot of people find out about the draft. You mentioned your hitting. What kind of hitter were you, and do you think having been a hitter helps you as a pitcher? Uh, I mean, I was I was pretty good, I guess. Uh, I mean, I hit, I hit third for Troy, and we hit 100 home runs, I think, that year. I mean, I only hit 10, but uh, – and that was fifth on the team. So we, we, we were a good hitting team, but uh, – yeah, it, it definitely helps. Uh, I think a lot of times I wish that I could go back to uh, the way I used to be as a two-way player and, and not think as much as I did about pitching. Um, that's something I'm trying to take in, you know, right now is just get back to just, hey, just throwing the ball like, a, like I did before I became just a pitcher only because there's so many people and so, so often I do myself is just think too much. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that you can, can help and it can also hurt you. So it's one of the things I'm trying to take away from it. I'm curious, though, what you were thinking when you got claimed by the Rays. It was November 20th, right before the 40-man rosters have to be set, and you already had Tommy John surgery. So what was your thought when you heard you were claimed? That was that was wild, man. I was It was a blessing. Um, I just thank the good Lord for, for just, you know, he's, he's opened up so many doors for me throughout my life. And, uh, you know, just to open up that one was just a true blessing. And, you know, to be at this place, this is, this is a place that uh, me and my family – it's really close to my home, and it's a place that is, is, is much uh, closer, and, and my parents have been able to come down a lot. And uh, so it's just been great. And uh, to be on this with this team, this group of guys, it's just been really special. Where are you in the process? Oh, let's see, about a year out. Uh, we're looking at throwing a few more bullpens and then and see where we're at. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a grind. And this went by fast, but, you know, it's, this, this part right here is kind of – really speeding up, and, uh, you know, we're very, very, very excited about what's coming up next. I chatted with Alex Cobb uh, a couple weeks ago on this show, and he talked about pairing up with you and how much it's helped him. How much has it helped you? A lot. I mean, I know Cobb wants to call me his pet, and I, I'm i not too big on that, but, I mean, you know, whatever, because, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much bigger than him, one, <laughs> and so I'm not too big of a little pet. So I'll, I'll look at myself as a big dog. You know, so, but anyway, I mean, like, we, we have had a lot of fun, and we have, uh, the, and with that fun we've had is a lot, been because we've worked our tails off, and, you know, it's been a lot, just a journey, 
getting to know him, we've had a lot of great discussions about not only baseball stuff, but we've had faith discussions. We've had, you know, what to do in situations, how to get better. And, I mean, it's just been a really, really great journey. Is it kind of odd that the journey really started? Your last appearance on a major league mound was against the Rays. Yeah, that, that was crazy. I mean, uh, just to be able to come to this place and then, like today, we threw on the, the real, you know, the, the, the game mound to throw our bullpens. And, uh, you know, that was, it was weird being out on that mound again and just being now it's a completely different jersey. You know, the Yankees were just in town and I got to see some of the peop- people that, uh, you know, I was close to and, you know, walked over there to see him, and I was like, man, the last time I was in this side of the room, I was getting checked out for having Tommy John surgery. So, you know, it was uh, pretty special and pretty unique. Speaking of unique, you know, I've talked with Alex about this and Johnny Ventures. We'll hear later on the show, too, about the medical team. What has that group meant to you, and what has made them special to you? They they are really, really – considering the fact that I was with one place and then came in here – and and they have we haven't skipped a beat. Um, it goes back to a guy named Kevin Wilk who helped me in Birmingham uh, to start out. Who actually helps out a lot with Ron and and Hark and and Vinny. I mean he's he's big, uh, you know, kind of overseer at times. But uh, but Ron Porterfield, I'm thrilled to death to be working with. He is he's you know the, the hard work he puts in every day. My uh, Hark, I mean just hard work dedication every day and then Vinny we have so much fun with Vinny he he's he's so much uh you know he works his tail off and and just those those three guys are just it's unreal again Ray's training staff has probably close to 80 years now in terms of experience between Ron Porterfield and Paul Harker and Mark Vincent good people to work with obviously uh, joining us again Chase Whitley on this week in race baseball and you know as you go through this grind and come back from Tommy John surgery how helpful has your own family been you've got a one-year-old you married your high school sweetheart obviously how, how have they made this a bit easier on you I mean just it's unreal I mean, my wife is you know, she's she's put up with me this past year not being able to play, and the stuff I've said over that time, my mind's gone crazy. And uh, but to help that with little Cleet, man, he's 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 really growing and watching him be able to. You know, last summer I was able to just just watch him develop, and I mean, I got to sit back and just kind of just be a you know normal person for a little bit, and that was unique to be able to see some some spots that I would have missed had I been playing. So I look back and think this whole thing it happens for a reason. And, uh, you know, to be a part of that first part of his life was, was very special. Obviously, you enjoy the game. When you, when you fight back to coming back from an injury like this, you have to appreciate the game. But has it made you appreciate the game more or in a different way? Uh, what's your outlook as you work through this? Um, you know, just don't take anything for granted. You know, I mean, so, so often we get caught up looking at the future, looking at, you know, what's going to happen next. And, uh, you know, you don't know. And, uh, you know, I just, just want to get back out there. And, you know, one thing that I've really felt like that I know me and Alex have done well is not looking ahead too far. And we've, we've tried our best to just stay one day at a time. I know that me and you have talked a lot about that. And I've said, you know, we're just looking at trying not to have any dates because you never can tell what's going to happen. So, you know, just one day at a time and, and you know, thank the good Lord that we're in a, we're a spot that we can do what we're doing. What have you learned about yourself? That, you know, adversity. Um, I'm, I was, you know, something that I've, I feel like I've had to go through a lot in life was adversity. You know, I've uh, been blessed to have a lot of things go my way also, but we've, 
but there's also been times where it hasn't. And, and I feel like I, you know, I, I go about my business as, as, as good as I can as far as working. And, you know, I feel like that's going to, it'll pay off at the end. But it's, it's definitely just a, I've learned a little patience too, which is pretty tough. What are you going to be like, do you think, as a pitcher when you come back? I know you don't want to look too far ahead, but most of our race fans might have seen you once, twice, three times pitching for the Yankees. They really don't know much about you. What what kind of pitcher are you? What do you think you'll be when you return? I hope I'm just aggressive in the zone. You know, that's something that uh, – and not, you know, not give any hitter too much credit. Just go out there and pitch and, and perform and, and throw any pitch at any time and, and, and hopefully, you know, just – just compete, and that's what I'd like to say I do is compete every time and give it, give, you know, Cash the best effort every time, knowing what he's going to get when I'm on the mound. Again, Chase Whitley with us on this week in race baseball, and in reading about you, um, I learned that you actually used to coach basketball very recently with 11 and 12 year olds. You talk about patience. Uh, what was that whole experience like? And were you much of a basketball player compared to baseball? Yeah, I mean, I was, I personally liked, in high school, I mean, I liked basketball as much as I liked baseball. Um, you know, it was, I, I think it went into, like like I said earlier, about pitching and hitting and whatever. You know, I didn't think in basketball. I just went out and performed. And, uh, you know, I, and, and I was able to, to this off season. I, I didn't, you know, get to do a lot of things I usually do as far as, you know, working with kids on baseball wise this year I I did a little basketball and we we had a little basketball team and 11 12 my little cousin was on it and you know those little guys they we worked probably we had 10 practices where the rest of the kids probably had about two or three you know so we worked we worked them a little bit and they ended up going undefeated so that's pretty good there's no Bobby Knight in you what kind of what kind of basketball coach are you like I mean give me a a comp um well I don't know I mean I'd like to say I'm up there with like Shashevsky and those guys, but we, <laughs> but I mean I'm probably not that good. <laughs> I know you're also a, a family that in a farming. Um, you grew up on a poultry farm, and you want to be involved with raising cattle when you're done with baseball. That would be awesome. I mean, we, me and my dad have a few cows right now. We, we uh, uh, and uh, that's just something that we're we have we're fortunate enough to be in Alabama where, where you can get some land for reasonable prices. So, so we, we're hoping to, uh, to to expand a little bit, but not get crazy about it. But just have something to do. Is there anything about raising cattle that you can all at all compare to anything that you do in the game of baseball? And if so, what? Yeah, you, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we've been you know one day you might be a cow a cow might be wanting to. You know, need, needing to have have a calf, and you don't know if that calf's gonna live or, or, or die. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of uncertainty and stuff that's out of your control, and that's something that you know plays right in with baseball. Did growing up on a farm just make you want to do that? Growing up, is that is that kind of and and what sold you on baseball as a kid? What made you become a ball player? Well, my dad told me there was two things I could do: I could either work or play ball, and I didn't really want to work that much. So I was like, well, I'll, I guess I'll try to play ball, and uh, you know. And, you know, of course, I still had to work, so I was like, well, I guess I'll just have some fun and play a little ball. So far, so good. What are you most looking forward to when it comes to a return to the mound? Um, I know June 22nd you're going to finally have some live batting practice, and hopefully not long after that you're, you're seeing hitters and pitching in games again. The competition. Um, that's something that, that's driven me my whole, my whole career. 
and uh, that's something that's been taken away, and uh, that's something that I miss the most is just being out there to be able to compete, and uh, I look forward to that more than probably anything. Well, we look forward to seeing you compete. Welcome to the Rays. Continued success on the road to recovery from Tommy John, and we appreciate a few minutes on this week in Rays baseball. Thanks for having me. That's Chase Whitley. We continue with our program right after this. You're listening to the Rays Baseball Network. Back on This Week in Rays Baseball, I'm Neil Solons. You just heard from Chase Whitley, who's coming back from Tommy John surgery. Now, Johnny Venters, who's in the Rays minor league system right now, is doing so for the third time. This past Monday in Tampa, I caught up with Venters, who eight days ago pitched in his first regular season game, minors or majors, since 2012. Yeah, it was it was an exciting night. You know, I was nervous, and there was a lot of emotions. My family was in town, and and uh, it was a it was a, a good step forward. You know, uh, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it was just another step. But I think for me personally, it was a it was a big step to get out there and get through that first one. Uh, it didn't go as smoothly as I hoped, but uh, we got through it. Arm felt fine, and that's the most important thing here. And and we'll get to you know some of the nerves, but. Was there any – Was do you feel any different running out to the mound for the first time in goodness knows how long? Yeah, it was weird. You know, it's, like you said, it's been four years. So uh, it was uh, It was exciting, man. I was uh, I was fired up, and and uh, there was definitely some nerves going on. I think it's, it's a Class A atmosphere, so, you know, but how did it feel just to get through an inning, and did it feel strange physically, mentally, trying to do that again? I, no, other than other than the nerves, it, physically I felt I felt fine. You know, obviously, um, getting out there and getting through it, and then sitting in the dugout and being able to kind of reflect on, you know, the last three or four years, and and finally getting getting in a real game, regular season game, and and uh, you know, I was just I was happy and uh, grateful f- to be here and grateful to the Rays for the opportunity. And I think about all this, like my family and all the support that I've had, and it was just it was a good night. You know, it was emotional and. And uh, I'm glad it, we got through it, you know. You mentioned the nerves. Yeah. Can you compare them to anything, whether it's a, a late seat? I mean, you've been through a lot. I mean, you've been an all-star. You've pitched in key games. You've, you know, pennant races. What did this feel like? It was definitely a different feeling than I've had before. I mean, obviously, yeah, like you said, I've been – I pitched in some, some, some big situations and had nerves. But um, it was definitely a different type of, of feel. You know, I wasn't sure how – how I would feel going out there for the first time in so long. And I was pacing around the whole game, just waiting, you know, kind of excited. And, and uh, it was definitely a different, a different, it was good, but uh, like I had, I felt like I hadn't been there in four years, you know. <laughs> you had, from what I understand, a pretty good reception in the dugout too after you finished that inning. What did that mean to you? Because you've been setting, I think, an example for a lot of players about what it means to love the game, what it means to persevere in the game, but they obviously respected what you've gone through. It was really awesome. It meant a lot to me. You know, these guys have been, have been great at every step that I've taken and, and to, to come in and have that kind of reception from, from your teammates and, and, and these guys definitely, it, uh, it made me feel good. And, uh, it was very appreciated, you know, and, uh, I understand what they're going through. I know it's a grind and I don't know it's hard. So, uh, definitely meant a lot to me. You mentioned you had what ten or so people there. So who was there, uh, and and what did those individuals being there mean? Yeah, I had ten ten family members: um, my dad, mom, sister, her kids, brother-in-law, my wife, my two sons, my agent, and a couple of buddies. Uh, it meant a lot, you know. Once I came in from got the inning done, I thought I thought about them and kind of 
the journey we've all been through and the support that they've given me and and uh you know i just felt not felt you know like i was full of happiness that they were there and that uh it meant a lot for, for to me for them to be there when you signed a deal with the rays you signed what i would call maybe not unusual but unique mm-hmm. a two-year minor league deal did all of that kind of justified by the fact that you got on the mound and pitched in a game i know there's still several steps to go but yeah you know obviously uh, uh these guys took a took a chance on me and, and uh have put in a lot of work and and i want to i want to get out there and pitch and, and and repay them and and you know earn what the and you know i can't think of the right word but you know, I'm just grateful for the opportunity and, and the work and the way they've treated me. Is, I, I, it's been unbelievable. So um, I want to get people out and try to do everything I can to to uh, make it worth their while. I think seeing you on the mound probably made it worth their while. You know, there, there's that whole phrase with a, a family, and you've got two young boys. It takes a village. I'm sure it's taken a village to kind of get you where you are right now. Who are some of the people – I know it's hard not to leave people out, but who are some of the people who have really been instrumental in getting you back on the mound besides you? I mean, you've put all the hard work in. Yeah, it's definitely it, – it, it goes from top to bottom from my family, you know, to, to this organization from top to bottom, the staff, the medical staff. I can't I can't say enough good things about the way they've handled me and, and the patience they've had, you know, Joe Bench and Joel Smith and the guys down in Port Charlotte. And, and at every every step, it's just been – professional and and i've been treated you know better than i could better than i could imagine so i'm not gonna i don't want to name a bunch of names because like you said i'll forget forget people but from from top to bottom from this organization to my family my agents my my friends it's my support system has been phenomenal which is i don't think i'd be here without without all that And, and you obviously also mentioned your family your boys how old are they and do you think they really understand what daddy's done they're four and three. I think all they understand is that I play baseball. You know, I don't think they understand. You know, they haven't seen me play. So my little ones, my big one saw me pitch when he was one. So I don't think they understand it uh, a whole lot. But they they definitely made it easier. I mean, when you can go home and, and pick up your boys and play and, and have a good time, it makes it a little easier to go to, to, to the yard and, and grind through some rehab. But I think you're probably sending a message to them that they may not understand now but in years they will about what it means to be passionate about something what it means to want something what it means to to really work at something what message do you think eventually they're going to understand about you I don't, you know i hope i hope that you know maybe one day they'll look back and and, and see that i gave i gave something i cared about the, be, the best shot i could to succeed and work as hard as i could um but i you know i hope that they they see the, the way the family kind of you know, rallied and, and supported me, and you know, I don't know. We'll see. They're little, but uh, hopefully, they get to see me pitch in the big leagues at some point. Have you let your mind wander to that at all? I mean, it would be natural during this to try and think about that because you were so good. You know, when you were healthy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, of course, the main goal is to get get to the big leagues. But uh, at this point, you know, I'm just I'm trying to to go out there every time that I'm supposed to pitch and and uh, get the job done and and, and go from there. You know. I want to do uh, what this organization wants me to do so, and uh, get people out at whatever level that is. Well, I, I hope it it's sooner than later that we see you uh, at that level. You, again, are unique. You went through three Tommy John surgeries. 
do you, have you talked at all to any of the other guys much in about who've gone through multiple or there's some guys who've been helpful in this because they've gone through Tommy John at all? Uh, yeah, you know, um, any guy that has a surgery, we, I, I mean, we try to bounce ideas off each other, things that I thought were beneficial to me and through my three and things maybe that I did that I thought maybe were contributed to it not not going as well because uh, my first one was good and my second one wasn't. So there's obviously things that I did that uh, that worked and did not work. So anytime there's a guy around that's been through or going through something that you've been through, you try to bounce ideas off each other and, and uh, see what works for one another. To be, maybe it's ignorant, where did the, is a ligament, that you got this time different than the others? What What is different about this whole situation? Well, uh, my first one was came out of my left wrist, and then my second came out of my right leg, and my third came out of my left leg. So I don't I don't know if the actual ligament is much different. Um, this third surgery, the, the procedure was a little different. They, uh, I only had one one hole drilled, and the previous two I had two. So it was a little, little less invasive on my bone. Um, but I couldn't be happier with this third one. It's been... It's been smooth, and my arm has really responded at every point. I mean, it got sore at times, but um, at no point was I concerned about it. You know, it's kind of it's been a, a smooth ride, so I'm I'm, ha- I'm really happy with it. I'm hoping the smooth ride continues all the way to the big leagues. Um, to me, it would be the story of the season. So I look forward to the day when we can talk to you about your first big league appearance. We appreciate a few minutes. Oh, I appreciate it, guys. I'm I'm happy to be here, and I appreciate you. Uh, And that is Johnny Venter, certainly a very easy guy to root for. You know, you can support your favorite Rays players by voting with the eSurance All-Star Game ballot, RaysBaseball.com slash vote. You can vote up to five times a day to get Evan Longoria, Corey Dickerson, Steven Sousa Jr., and the rest of your Rays team to the All-Star Game, presented by MasterCard. Go to RaysBaseball.com now slash vote. Coming up on the Rays, or in this week in Rays Baseball, we're going to hear from a guy who was at this week's Major League Baseball draft. That's former Rays pitcher Andy Sonnenstein. Right after this, you're listening to the Rays Baseball Network. Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you on This Week in Rays Baseball. We spent a good part of the program chatting about the Major League Baseball draft. And joining us now, someone who is a former Ray and was at the Major League Baseball draft. That's former Rays pitcher Andy Sonnenstein. Sonny, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me. A second straight year you've represented the Rays at the draft, correct? So was it a little easier this time? What is it like going through that being kind of the the organizational representative there? It was a little bit easier just kind of knowing the rundown and how everything works and where to go and all that stuff. But uh, it was a blast. I mean, I got to hang out with Louis Piant in the back, uh, having sandwiches with him and Alan Trammell, a bunch of, bunch of great guys up there. Do you get to chat to some of the kids who are about to get drafted? I know that the Rays' first-round pick was not there. And and uh, can you understand maybe some of the nerves that they're going through on that night? A little bit. You know, I try not to, you know, get in their ear too much. But I thought they did a great job. I mean, they were, you know, super excited to be there. And I'm, I'm glad both of them got drafted. I know there's been situations where they had a kid there that didn't get drafted. That, that's got to be super tough for those situations. But... You know, they were they did a great job. More nervous for you, announcing the name and getting the name right or uh, playing in the uh, Hall of Fame exhibition game that I know you did in Cooperstown a couple weeks back? Uh, definitely more announcing the name. I mean, I was <laughs> I was extremely prepared for the Hall of Fame game. I'd been throwing and practicing since December. You know, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like the deal with the guys in the back, Morgan Enberg and, you know, this guy Brad Radke got kind of a tough name, so... You know, as long as you get uh, 
uh, an easy, pronounceable name. That's uh, that's kind of like you know the, the golden ticket back there. So you were okay with Ryan Bolt and Jake Fraley. Two syllable names are good for you. Absolutely. Yeah, I was a little bit nervous. I was going to get Ryan Zephyr, Sean, whoever we took in the thirty-seventh uh, round. That that seemed like a tough one. Well, it's a good thing they went with the easy names first. Again, we're chatting with Andy Sonnenstein, represented the Rays at the Major League Baseball draft this past week. Can you relate back to your Major League Baseball draft day experience? Uh, obviously, at that point, it didn't have as much attention. It wasn't on. There was no MLB Network. Uh, do you remember what it was like for you? Yeah, it was uh, it was actually kind of a tough day for me. I was talking with numerous clubs. I, I wasn't really contacted by the Rays in the in the pre-draft routine with filling out the questionnaires and all that. I was uh, back in Ohio and in my hometown, Wadsworth, with my parents. I was kind of expected to go into the top ten rounds, and you know they came and went. So I kind of left the computer room and started shooting baskets with my dad outside and. You know, my mom came out, and she's like, oh, the Devil Rays drafted you. And I was like, who? <laughs> I was, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely a, a, a weird moment. I, I, you know, didn't really follow the Devil Rays. I grew up in Ohio, always an Indian fan. But, you know, looking at it from, from a different perspective, my dad kind of changed my mind. Like, look, this might be a great opportunity for you to, you know, maybe get up through the system a little bit faster. And that's almost exactly how it worked out. And they went from Devil Rays to Rays, and the rest, they say, is history. And you are on the uh, on several teams with Evan Longoria, who was the reigning American League Player of the Week. Uh, he had a stretch where he had homers in four straight games. Uh, then yesterday he had his 15th homer already this season. He's on, for him, maybe the best pace in terms of the home run ball. What are you seeing, and how much does this look like the guy that you played with in 08 and 09? You know, Evan's a pretty special hitter. He, he doesn't have too many holes, and I think uh, confidence is a funny thing. You know, once you hit a couple bombs and feel comfortable at the plate, the game seems to be a little bit easier for you. You know, and he, he was well-deserving of that award that he got, Player of the Week, and, you know, he's, he's kind of getting back to that uh, younger C-ball, hit-ball, you know, mentality, and I got to be honest. Whenever I had to face him in spring training, I, I it was not a fun day. You know, I knew that if I missed just a little bit, he was going to hit it and hit it extremely hard. So it, it's nice to see him kind of hitting full stride right now. Speaking of confidence, you know, this race team right now, before yesterday's loss, had won six of seven. But the, the big thing for me this year is they're at five hundred on the road, which is where you want to be, but they're twelve and sixteen at home. You know, in 08, 9, 10, this team was so good at home and even 11. Right. Is it is that come down to confidence? And when you're not winning as much at home, do you know it? And does it play into your head a little bit? Or is that just a, a media or a fan thing? Um, yeah, that's, that's tough to say. I, I do think winning on the road is extremely important. And like you said, you know, we, we kind of dominated at home in 2008. But, you know, um, sometimes you just, you know, get in tough situations at home to where, Maybe you feel a little too comfortable sleeping in your own bed and all that, but you know it's it's a it's a long season, 162 games, and I'm I'm sure that home record will get better. And certainly an opportunity to do so. The Rays are in the stretch of playing 20 out of 25 or 20 out of 27 rather at home. They got a much better start from Chris Archer yesterday. He at least got into the eighth inning for the second time this year. Uh, how important is it for in your mind to see the starting staff improve to? maybe what they were expected to do going into the year. 
very important. I think getting deep in the game like last night for Arch, getting into the eighth, that's important for him. He can kind of leads that staff. That's a good example. Um, and, and you're not blowing out that 10. You know, throughout the year, you're going to have starts where, the, you know, the starter doesn't get four or five innings, and, and that's okay. That's, you know, it's the long season. You're going to get 30, 35 starts somewhere in there. But you just can't blow out the bullpen on a consistent basis. You know, they're there to cover you. That's the reason why you got a long guy and, and guys down there to cover some innings. But you just can't let it happen, you know, too many days in a row. You have to give those guys some rest. And I mentioned yesterday, that was the 12th time in 60 games where the starters got at least seven. And I look back at the last division champ in 2010, you know, they did it 64 times in a 162-game season, which means they had about doubled the pace of this group. So, you know, if they can get seven, it's going to change a lot. Yeah, I agree, man. It's, it's extremely important and something they should be striving for. Appreciate a few minutes, Sonny. I'm glad uh, you enjoyed your time at the draft and uh, and also the time up in Cooperstown at the Hall of Fame exhibition game. And uh, look forward to having you on again later on this season. Appreciate it. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to the Rays for you know thinking of me for the Hall of Fame and the draft. I had a blast. My family was up in Cooperstown. And it really was a great time for me. Represented well. Again, that's Andy Sonnenstein, and we certainly thank Sonny and all of our guests on today's show, Johnny Ventress and Chase Whitley, as they come back from Tommy John surgery. Lance McCullers, a Tampa Bay Area native, of course now pitching for the Houston Astros. The top two picks for the Rays in the draft, Joshua Lowe and Ryan Bolt, as well as the director of amateur scouting for the Rays in Rob Metzer. Also, special thanks today to producer John Milo. Next week, it is Father's Day, so we are going to have a Father's Day edition of the program. If you ever have something you'd like to hear on this show, all you have to do is tweet me at Neil Solons. Coming up, it's the Rays pregame show. This is the Rays Baseball Network.